Next on BYU Sports Nation, the quarterback of Cougar football gets the invite of invites. Taysom Hill headed to the summer football camp in America as an instructor and will in turn learn from the best. Bronco Mendenhall getting downright offensive this spring. Why 2014 is quickly shaping up to be a very productive year on offense. Plus, former NFL and BYU defensive back standout Tim McTire joins us live from his no-fly zone. And BYU Volleyball trying to bounce back after a bumpy business trip to Hawaii. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now live from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. And Brian Logan. Wednesday, April 9th, what is up? Good to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, as you just heard, teamed up with and Brian Logan. Logan. A guy who has a profound ability and talent to put on his own TV makeup. I mean, flawless, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. (laughs) I appreciate it. I try. I try, you know. I take, I take lessons. I take lessons from uh, the the Matt girls at the mall. Okay, that's what I do. Wow, that's that's very insightful. Hashtag Logan Takeover Day Three. By the way, wherever and however you dialed in, great to have you with us. Okay, so last night, the UConn women complete another incredible undefeated run. They win the national championship again. Gino Ariema's ninth title as a head coach. You see how emotional he was. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Usually he's just like. Yeah, we won, and and uh, you know my girls, they work hard. You know, kind of just the, the regular. And for him to you know kind of start tearing up, it's like, man, Gino has this feelings. One, this one, you you are a real He's person. He's a human being. You're alive. Okay, well here's You're the alive. thing. The first thought that went through my mind after the fact that I realized, okay, U- UConn wrapped it up again. They they complete the sweep in men's and women's basketball again for the first time since 2004, which is just insane that the school does this. But they beat Notre Dame by 21, and I thought. Wait a second. BYU, as a 12 seed, 12 seed, please. They lost to UConn by 19 in the Sweet 16. They had a second half lead on the national yeah, championship lot, a, team. A lot closer. Way closer. Yes, Notre Dame was down a, ver- a really good player, but Notre Dame was still undefeated, the unprecedented number two team in the country. A lot of people were tabbing this as like the biggest women's college basketball game ever. Ever. In the history BYU's women's team as a 12 seed had a six-point lead, had a second-half lead on this UConn team in this year's tournament. Well done, ladies. Yes, yes. For me, that's the the BYU spin right there. But I just thought, good grief. If this is like the team, how how special was Jeff Judkin's squad this year for BYU? Man, they, 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 they balled out. They balled out. I I I think that it's a they big should be, deal. They should be the they should be the second ranked team behind UConn. That's Just why they're the team there. of the year according to the Y Awards. That's and right. What they did right. was unbelievable. Only the second trip to the Sweet Sixteen. They had UConn thinking for a second. Uh oh. Wait a minute. And no other team had them. What are we doing here? Doing that. What are we doing? Time out. Let's regroup. Let's regroup. I mean, they even say in in, in, in the interviews they, they they say you know for you guys. Uh, to go through this season and, and go through this tournament and, and play teams like BYU and teams like so-and-so and so-and-so. I mean, you know, for them to mention BYU, that, that, that's obviously huge. Yes. You know, to, for, for, for reporters to know, hey, you guys almost lost to Brigham. Don't downplay the fact that this BYU women's basketball team 
did something very, very special. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUS and link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and get involved in today's Twitter topic. So some news breaks yesterday. Taysom Hill invited to attend the Manning passing camp as an instructor. Uh, hello. Yes. We'll dive into this some more in just a minute. But what do you want Taysom Hill to take away as the number one thing from participating in the Manning passing camp? Use the hashtag BYUSN and send us your responses. Brian, what do you want to see from Taysom right there? Pocket presence. Okay. And what I mean by that is that there's – with 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 a quarterback and, and having pocket presence, you kind of just have this this aura and this feel of you know where the pressure is coming from, uh, you know where can I step up in the pocket, my throwing lanes, and I feel that Taysom last year, you know the the, the, the timer the, the the timer the clock went off a little bit too fast. You know usually you have about three to four seconds to to throw right depending on on pressures and blitzes and things like that. I think his timer went off about two seconds. Fast. You know, yeah. So that's how that got op- he, yeah, that's how t- he operates. It's uh, you know, take a step back, uh then I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. And so he's he's it's proven fact that he can run the ball. Uh he's a great athlete, great you know, great athleticism, could start anywhere, I think, in the nation at running back, you know, which is which is which is saying a lot. But I think if he can have more of a, a pocket awareness and, and pocket presence, I think that will allow him to stay in the pocket a little bit more. Get comfortable, you know, rely on his offensive lineman a little bit more, have a little bit more trust, uh, and then he's able to look down the field and, and make those throws. So okay. instead of instead of running running out the pocket, you know, he's he's able to 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 move the chains a little bit more, twenty yards, thirty yards, okay, uh, down the field. Pause. I want you to save some of this because we're getting there. We're getting there. Taysom Hill going to the Manning camp. What do you want to see? Use so the hashtag. Excited. I know. So I know. Excited. I get it. I'm so excited. Use the hashtag BYUSN sending in those responses. Listen to our show weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on BYU Radio, simulcast live on BYU TV. And my friends, it's time to rise and shout for another edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Taysom goes to camp. Taysom Hill back to pass. Now he's going to keep it. To the five, into the end zone, touchdown! Taysom Hill. There he goes! Taysom. How many times we hear that this year? I mean, the guy is a special player. We've said it a million times. And if this doesn't validate that, an invitation to be an instructor at the Manning Passing Camp, what will? Best player in the world. Best player in the world. Hashtag best player in the world. Taysom Hill. Yeah, this, ramp, these, these ramp up athletes. the hype machine, people. Ramp Please. up the hype machine. We we need to start the Heisman the hype right now. This is how this is how players get the Heisman right now. Right now. I want you to listen to some of the guys that have been invited to be instructors or participate in the Manning passing camp. Maybe you've heard of a few of them. Peyton Manning, obviously, his brother Eli Manning, right. their dad Archie Manning, yep. Matt Barkley, Philip Rivers, Sam Bradford, Andrew Luck, AJ McCarron, Johnny Manziel, the infamous Johnny Manziel fallout last year, but still. The circle of instructors will include Taysom Hill now. Like I said, the hype machine is warming up, people. Look at that list, man. Taysom Hill, as a sophomore, did things that no BYU quarterback has ever done. Runs for over 1,000. Throws for 2,500-plus. Here's, here, here's, here's a kicker, though. With a brand-new system, brand-new offense, 
imagine. He 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 you know he doesn't know what's going on still. Things are still moving too fast. He can't make audibles. He, he it's hard for him to read defenses. Now he's a a whole year settled in. And that's why I said the other day with spring ball, why spring ball looks so good. They looked at, as a whole, not just Taysom, but the whole entire offense looked a lot more comfortable. And so you you take a guy that did unbelievable things last year and had, had all these crazy numbers and stats when he barely knew what was going on. Imagine, imagine what he's going to do this year. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps, man. I'm ready to put, put a helmet on right now. We, we can line up right Even now. Even Brian Actually, Logan is scared to play against we, Taysom we, Hill. We can line up right now, you and I. We'll go head-to-head. You can't handle this. You can't get off the line of scrimmage, <laughs> Spitz. It's not about me. It's we'll, about Taysom we'll right do, now. We'll do CFL rules. One yard off the ball. It's about Taysom Hill right now. Okay, so he's headed to the Manning camp. We're not exactly sure what exactly goes into that, but... We're certainly going to find out because he's going to have the experience and he'll come back and tell BYU Sports Nation all about it. The thing that I'm most excited about is the fact that Taysom, after working with so many different people, now gets to go hone things and learn things from the guys. Like He's going to pick up some things, including uh, what I want to see the most, and that is an ability to act from Peyton Manning uh, to become <laughs> a media darling. So that's, that's what I want Taysom to learn is learn how to be a media darling. Uh, I love that. All joking aside, he's been working with John Beck, former BYU quarterback great. And John has done some really good things for Taysom even before all of this has happened. So you couple that with a year of offense, working with BYU great John Beck and now headed to the Manning camp, it's all looking good. This is what John Beck told us uh, a few weeks ago. I've just tried to introduce Taysom to some things that he can do for his body, for his mechanics, things like that. He's a gifted athlete. You know, not everybody gets to be that gifted with what that dude has. I mean... It's pretty unbelievable the things that he can do. So it's just a matter of introducing him to some things that he now can improve on and ways to help him get there. John Beck on Taysom Hill and the mechanics that they've been going through. The key is keeping him safe. And Bronco Mendenhall has put a huge emphasis on Taysom learning something from one of the great NFL quarterbacks right now, Colin Kaepernick. I'm not sure how many times when when Kaepernick ran out of bounds that I stopped it, rewound it, stopped it, rewound it, stopped it, rewound it, stopped it, rewound it. Until Taysom said, I got it, coach. And then next time he did it, stopped it and rewound it, stopped it and rewound it. Coach, I got it. Next time he did it, stopped and rewound, stopped and rewound. Has the message been delivered to Taysom Hill? He says so. Brian, what do you think? And then he texted him, stop it and rewound, stop it and rewound, <laughs> stop it and rewound. Tweeted him. Run out of bounds, Taysom. Get down, slide. Now we add to, the, to this equation that Bronco Mendenhall has spent – more than usual time working with offense. In fact, he dedicated his springtime perspective and coaching primarily to the offense. He's never done that before. All of these things are shaping up for BYU to have what looks like could be a breakout year offensively. Oh, oh, huge. But oh, it's 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 set up to where I mean, it, it, all you have to do is show up. I mean, you look at the schedule. Yeah, there are some tough games and, and some tough, tough opponents and you know road games that they'll have to face. But for the most part, it's 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 in their favor. And I love what Coach Mendenhall has done as, as far as go over to the other side of the ball. There's something about Coach Mendenhall as a player that it it it, it, it raises just your intensity, uh, the way you want to practice and, and how successful you are. I remember in 2010. Uh, just just going through the motions and going through practice and, and Coach Howe being there and, and going through DB drills and we just kind of jogging and like and this is a couple other people uh, that I won't mention but as soon as he walks <laughs> over it's like you kind of tap each other right like oh he's coming he's coming oh, come, come on come on he's coming come on come on all right 
Let's go fast. We're going fast now. Focus, focus. Stop talking. Stop talking. We're not laughing. Get the smile off your face. I mean, it's business, time. <laughs> it's business. And that's what he does to you, and it allows you to become great. I mean, he, he, his presence literally just pulls that away from you. He doesn't even have to teach you. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to talk to you. He just has to just be the in, and, and be in the circumference there. of you. The intensity level is there whenever he's around. Bronco, now I'm talking about spending time with the offense. I've spent the entire um, offseason with our offense from the end of our fall till now. And that doesn't mean I'm an offensive coordinator yet, but trying to lend everything that I know about what makes us more difficult to defend, and it's fun to watch. I cannot wait to see Bronco Mendenhall and his offense led by Taysom Hill on August 29th. Countdown to Connecticut. 142. We're down another day before the showdown against Connecticut. 142. Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. What do you want to see Taysom Hill take away from participating in the Manning passing camp? The Heisman. Up next, more football and BYU volleyball. How do they bounce back from a tough Hawaii road trip? They dropped one spot in the rankings, but the national championship hopes remain alive. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Zach Stout, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation simulcast live on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143, BYU Radio iOS app, of course on BYU TV and BYUtv.org alongside Brian Logan, hashtag Logan Takeover Day 3. I am Spencer Linton. Logan's brain. Glad to have you with us, everyone. Softball starts up this Friday night, BYU TV's First broadcast will be live on Friday night, 6 Mountain, 8 Eastern on BYU TV. That team has a win over the current number one ranked team in America, Oregon. That means they're number one. Does it? That's the formula. <laughs> oh, you well, went to the Wyatt Warriors? That's the formula. It's that simple, right? <laughs> simple head-to-head. Did they beat the number one team? Yes. Yep, yep number so, one. So they are number one. Right now, we welcome in our first guest to BYU Sports Nation, Jalen Reyes, a very talented young man on the BYU volleyball team that is now ranked third in the country. Uh, we're going to start with this. Can you please, once and for all, settle the debate? How do you pronounce the word libero? Libero. Libero? What, what is it, Jalen? I think it's libero. Yes, libero? okay, it's libero. There, Jalen said it. Labaro? No, Brian, settle down. Hey, 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 excuse my, that's my BYU education, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) You work for BYU, how can you say that? I love, I love my education that I got from BYU. Jalen, disregard the last 30 seconds. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation set after the trip to Hawaii. Not exactly the results that you were looking for, but uh, what did... What did Coach McGowan say to you after uh, the road trip, and, and how can this maybe kind of help you guys get motivated and rally the troops this week? Uh, one thing Coach wanted to talk about was the importance of staying together. You know, maybe during the trip, like uh, during the games when things kind of went south for us, uh, we, you know, we maybe stopped playing together like how we normally do. And it was a different feel out there. It was like, it was the first place we went to where the crowd is actually against us. You know, here at home, we have a great crowd that's behind us 100%. And on the road in California, it's not a home crowd, but it's 70% BYU fans. So yeah, it's when we went, huge, huge BYU outpouring. Yeah, so when we went to Hawaii, it was different. So I think it was just a different vibe. Um, you know, another thing he talked about was that 
you know, they might have, they were fighting for their playoff lives and, you know, we clinched maybe last week. So maybe that was a little bit and just not being content on where we are, trying to get better every single week. And that's what we're looking forward to do this week in L.A. Jay, how, me, me and Spencer talked about this earlier this week. We understand, you know, that the crowd had a, had a big part uh, in, in the game. And, and how, how difficult is it to go to Hawaii and, and stay focused and, and, and treat it as a business trip? Not a vacation. See, one thing is I'm from Hawaii. Right. So I, I think a lot of – I wanted to go home and, you know, kind of beat, beat down the home team. And I think, right. I think like, there's a, different, uh, there's a different vibe when I got – you know, I went home. Technically, that was my home to go home and play. And it was, it was just a different vibe. You know, Coach, you know, before the week he was, you know, stressing to us, you know, this is a business trip. Not, we're not going on vacation, especially since we clinched last week. We're going there to win two matches, which we didn't do. But – we lost, but I didn't think that we weren't ready to play or we were focused on the beach or, you know, other stuff to do in Hawaii. I thought we just didn't play that well. We came out fast both nights, and they just played really, really well. And we got to, you know, tip your hats to them and, you know, just try to bounce back this week. Jalen Ray is a very talented libero. Is that, is that the Yes, that's correct. Okay. Libero joining BYU Sports Nation. Uh, the Cougars coming off a tough road trip to Hawaii, but still very much in position to do some great things is is this team every year is is the the ultimate goal the national championship i mean is has the program is it at that point where if you don't win the national championship it's it's a disappointing season honestly to me it it is last year we we got to the national championship game and you know it's just not a whole lot of you know not a whole lot of college athletes actually get to play in a national championship game and i mean it was a great experience it was the time of my life but it's just you know you come up short and you know, going in the field house every day and seeing the 2013 runner-up banner up there just kind of reminds you of, you know, coming up short. And, you know, when we get recruited here to BYU, you know, coach always talks about you're coming here to win a national championship. So I, to me, is it, if, you don't, if you don't complete the goal, then, you know, it's not a bad season, but it's, it's, it's not a complete season. I'm guessing Hawaii came after you pretty hard, being from the islands. They, they recruited you, and, and you ended up at BYU. What, what was your journey like going through the recruiting, and, and why did you choose BYU? Um, I chose BYU for the fact that BYU is always in the hunt to play, win a national championship. I'm, uh, throughout club, I was really good friends with our two outside hitters, Josue Rivera and Taylor Sander, and they kind of influenced me to come to BYU. And just I love the whole atmosphere up here. I love, you know. What college athlete normally gets to do this? What college volleyball player gets to sit <laughs> yeah. on a radio show and talk to you guys? Just It's just so much fun being up here. The crowd support's unreal. You go around Provo, even around Orem, even around Salt Lake City, and people know who you are, and it's, it's just cool. It's not, you know, it's not like I play for the men's basketball team or the, the, the football team. You know, I'm on the men's volleyball team, and it's just kind of cool. Everyone knows who you are, and it's just it's fun being to play in front of you know, three, four, 5,000 people every single night. Hey, men's volleyball is a big deal. It, it, it's a big deal. You yes. guys, you guys are up there with 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 basketball and, and football. So so don't sell yourself <laughs> short. Don't, don't don't sell yourself short. Uh, Jalen, something I, I I like about you and admire is just how pumped you get and, and how juiced you get it, and you just get everybody you know uh, going on your team. Where does that passion come from? And, and is it something that you know that you go out and say, okay, this is something I I have to do, or is it or just kind of just freestyling and and hey, come on, let's 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 go, let's go, let's let's get it in today. To me, it's more freestyle. I mean, it's, I feel like I play better when I, it's just, I don't worry about myself. I just kind of let you kind of just jump into the game and you just let the game play out and you just play as hard as you can. You know, I like to do it to pump up my teammates, but 
I'm out there. It's not, I don't feel like I'm forcing it. I, you know, just celebrating is just so much fun. It's so much fun playing, you know, to me, it's so much fun playing at home, but on the road, it's kind of like, it's us, you know, 14 against this entire gym most of the time. So I feel like, I don't feel like I'm forcing it at all. I feel like it's just, I'm just having, you know, the time of my life out there. Jalen Reyes, BYU libero on the men's volleyball team, joining BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. I kind of compare the libero position to a fullback in football Um, because the fullback does a lot of crucial things, lay their bodies on the line, open up big holes for the running backs. Libero's flying all over the place, pancakes and and keeping the ball alive. Uh, Are you okay with maybe the the limited limelight that gets shed on your position and and with with Taylor and Hostway and all those guys getting a a ton of the credit? And and deservedly so, they're amazing players, but, but how have you embraced that role? Um, you know, to me, it's, to me, it's all about if we're winning or not. You know, I try to do my part and I understand like, I'm not the one going to be scoring a whole lot of points or, you know, you know, killing the crucial ball at the end of sets or, you know, maybe, you know, unless I make an amazing dig or something like that, or I dive into the stands, no one's going to remember everything that I do. But to me, it's all about the team. And, you know, I'm all for Taylor, Josue, Tim, Tyler getting all the recognition because, you know, they're on my team and if they're getting recognition. That means we're doing something great here. You have a very tough road trip approaching this weekend. Uh, what has been the mindset coming off two losses at Hawaii and knowing that you, you still got to, to face some really good teams down the road, including UCLA? Well, the mindset, the mindset for us, you know, it really hasn't changed. It's about getting better every single day. And, you know, we want our assistant coach, Rob, always talks about being great in May because the goal is, you know, it's first weekend in May. That's when the national championships are. Um, you know, Santa Barbara is a really good team. We, you know, we all, it's always, you know, maybe a whole lot of people that don't, you know, follow men's volleyball and they think, oh, UC Santa Barbara, UCLA. You know, most people think about UCLA. UC Santa Barbara is a great team. Great volleyball school. And then, you know, I mean, I don't even need to talk about the Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you need to talk about the Bruins? Because every, everybody knows. I mean, when you think of men's volleyball, they have 19 national championships. That's the program everyone shoots for. If you don't go to UCLA, that's a team that everyone doesn't like. And it's just, it's just so much fun to play against those guys. Are they your rival? I've asked this to Taylor and to Josue and to Devin Young. But in your mind, are, are they your rival? I would say so. Yes. I mean, it's always a battle when we play them. And it's always, I always see things that I've, I've never seen in, in volleyball when we play UCLA. It's, it's so much fun. The, the crowds don't like each other. When we go down there, they, the crowds really don't like each other. <laughs> that's like, a, that's it's a hostile. That's a rivalry. I mean, I, we, don't, we don't play against University of Utah, but I'm assuming when, you know, I've gone to Utah basketball games and I can tell Utah fans do not like BYU fans. And oh, you've it, noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I get that vibe when we play UCLA. The fans really don't like each other. And, you I mean, the players never like each other. You know, I don't, the coaches respect each other, but you can tell they want to get at each other. So it's just, <laughs> it's a fun environment to play in. Jalen Reyes, libero for the BYU men's volleyball team on BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Uh, the MPSF, regular season championship, back-to-back for the first time ever. What does that accomplishment mean to this team? I think it's just it shows you know all the hard work we've you know we put in. Some of us, this is my third year here. Some of us, you know, Taylor's been here for four years. Just the hard work we put in, you know, and it's 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 the hard work we do during the summertime too. You know, we don't have any structured things. Most of the guys are on their own. Some guys are playing with national teams, but it's just all the hard work we put in, all the dedication we put into the sport. You know, to be great, you know, at a certain sport, 
it's not what you do during practice time. It's what you do, you know, in the off season and what you do when people aren't noticing what you're doing. I know that you, uh, you're close with Jerem Jordan, who is the voice of BYU men's volleyball. He does a fantastic job uh, calling the games on BYU TV with Steve Vail. And I'm, and I'm sensing this aura that, that Jerem is saying, Spencer, give, give Jalen the BYU Sports Nation karma. Are you aware of the BYU Sports Nation karma, Jalen? I'm not. What happens is we invite athletes onto the show before they have big weekends, big games, and we then give them the karma, which will allow you to take your game to the next level. Lay it on me, and I'll, and I'll, and I'll pass it. I'll pass it Sounds on. Sounds great to so me. I, I have transferred it to so Brian, and Brian is now transferring you it to you. The behind sports station. <laughs> Sounds great to me. A tangible handoff from just, Brian Logan to Jalen Reyes. Uh, before you success. go, would you please sign our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag? And remember, first and foremost, to take the karma and go and succeed, my son. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when you have the performances of your life, you will remember this moment on BYU Sports Day. I will. Look back. And I remember Josue was talking about this two weeks ago. I remember now. <laughs> so, yes, so you do have a recollection. And he had a really good weekend two, weeks, two weekends he? ago. It wasn't just the bright neon green yellow it's not. shoes. Yes. The karma's real. It's real. It is real. It's people. real. Hey, Jalen, thanks. Good luck this weekend. We appreciate you being here. Thanks, guys. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, more of your responses. Our Twitter question today is, what do you want Taysom Hill to take away from participating in the Manning passing camp? Brian Logan Heisman. says pocket presence. Heisman. I say acting ability. I all, <laughs> which is numero uno. <laughs> Everybody knows that's most important. <laughs> also up next, we join one of the great BYU defensive football players, Tim McTire, and his no-fly zone coming to BYU Sports Nation. This is Jordan Johnson, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow me at Spencer underscore Linton and Brian at Brian's Brain. Brian's Brain. (laughs) Brian's Brain 7. You forgot the 7. I forgot the 7, man. At Brian Logan 7. No, no, no. Brian's Brain 7. Get involved with BYU Sports Nation via simulcast weekdays. BYU Radio, BYU TV, starting at 10 Mountain, noon Eastern. Recapping some of our top headlines. Taysom Hill headed to the Manning Passing Camp as an instructor. How can you not be excited about that if you have any pulse for BYU football? The best just keep getting on better. That's how how it works. Superman. Superman. We welcome into our show now a guy that made a living shutting down quarterbacks for this BYU football team. A member of, in my opinion, one of the best secondaries that the Cougars ever enjoyed. 1997 Cotton Bowl winners. His name is Tim McTire. Tim, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. How y'all doing? We are fantastic. I want, to, I want to set this up with the fact that I had a poster of Tim McTire in my room when I was growing up, uh, high school years of Tim sitting in front of these these tires and and, and it <laughs> and it's it was classic 90s football but Tim uh can you talk us through that photo shoot that uh, had you sitting in front of these huge tires uh, as a BYU defensive football star Yeah, we're breaking in and out here, but I kind of heard you. Uh you know, uh they came to me and said that they were going to do that shoot and you know what they wanted to do and have the guy in the tire and you know, uh he was the guy in the tire was supposed to represent San Diego State guy or whatnot. You know, he was in red. And I thought it was sweet because of the tires, and my name was McTire, and, you know, the whole steel ah, okay. And, 
the, you know, they had the Hercules sign behind it and everything. <laughs> I thought it was sweet, you know. Jim, I'm looking at this picture now, and I could just see, when we talked about this earlier this morning, how big your shoulder pads were and how, how just small the DBs are now, you know, as far as corners. And so what, what I was saying was, you know, DBs, as far as safeties and free safeties, strong safeties, you know, they, they hit. They have to hit. Corners, right. you know, corners nowadays, you know, corners, we can get away with these smaller shoulder pads because we make business decisions, which, which means if we see a running back you know, coming through the hole uh, that's 230 pounds and runs a 4-3, uh, we, we, can, we can make a dis- business decision and uh, act like we missed the tackle. <laughs> it was a business Hello? decision. Have you made uh, any, any business decisions in your career? Yeah, we keep going in and out, guys. But uh, I keep hearing bits and pieces that I can uh, react to you from. So, yeah, safeties are normally or hitters. You know, you don't get too many corners. You know, my first year there, i give you an example. Darrell Reed was the corner opposite to me. And Darrell Reed's motto was, I didn't come here to hit. You know, I came right. here to whack. I came <laughs> to see balls flying all over the place. <laughs> you know, and he was, he was sincere with that. You know, in my mind, I just, I didn't care. You know, I just, whatever, let's play. Tim McTire joining BYU Sports Nation, former BYU defensive back. Uh, great, and he brought up he brought up a great point. They came to the whack to defend passing. It was the crazy whack was all about passing, and Tim had his fair share of, of footballs flying in his it's direction. Like, you know, coach, I'm not I'm not a linebacker. Coach. I'm not making tackles. I'm not a linebacker. I you can sign me as a linebacker. You sign, this decision. You sign me as a corner. Tim made a play in the 1997 Cotton Bowl on January 1st, still the only New Year's Day bowl game that BYU has played in and won against Kansas State, where Kevin Lockett, a NFL receiver, uh, was, was playing for the Wildcats at the time, caught a ball in the back of the end zone, and Tim had the heads up to push him out of bounds before both of his feet could come down in bounds. It literally saved the game for BYU. And, and Tim, I'm talking about a play you made in the Cotton Bowl uh, against Kevin Lockett, who was a very good player. He caught the ball in the back of the end zone, but you pushed him out of the back of the end zone. Uh, your defense was very talented back then. Uh, do you remember that play in the Cotton Bowl? I do remember that play uh, because I was beat. <laughs> uh, and I call that my, uh, that was my oh shoot turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because I, I thought that, I thought something different, you know. Uh, I, I thought I had the back covered, and I thought he was on more shorter. But as he didn't throw that, you know, and I seen him hold it, I'm like, oh man. So my instincts was just to turn around, and the college rule for an inst- uh, instant, you know, crept in my mind like he don't need one foot, like you know. So I, I, the only thing I could do was push at that moment and hope that the momentum of both of us and where the ball was thrown pushed him out, and it worked. That was beat. We also saw you had an interception in the Cotton Bowl. I want to ask you, what made this, this team in 1996 defensively so special? You look at the pass efficiency rating uh, of that team, and it was really good. Why, why were you and Omar Morgan and, and your buddies such a good defensive unit uh, in the pass defense? You know, I think first, first off, I think we had a great coach. You know, Coach Mitchell allowed us the comfort to go out and make mistakes full speed. Uh, he held us accountable for each other. Therefore, you know, we were the captains. We yelled at each other. We got mad at each other. Um, you know, and we, we had a cohesive unit. You know, um, Omar came in and fit good. Uh, Chris Ellison came in and he fit well. But we had returners, Jason Walker, Lane Hale, 
you know, Ben Cook. You know, we had a bunch of guys that that were there, and we took beatings together. And you know, regardless of where we were from, we we hung out genuinely, and we we had fun together, and we talked. You know. Tim McTire from Los Angeles, defensive back for BYU in 1995 and 96, joining BYU Sports Nation, also played uh, several years in the NFL. Tim, it's, it's great to have you on the show. And, and BYU football, they've gone through this transition where the offense is no longer uh, throwing the ball pass happy, but the, there's been this emphasis with Bronco Mendenhall, the new coach on the defense, and how good the secondary has been. Uh, from right. what you've seen from BYU over the years and, and this transition in college football, uh, what's allowing secondaries to to put up good numbers even with these pass-happy attacks flying up all over the country? Uh, pass-happy attacks flying all over the country. <laughs> <laughs> more opportunities. Uh, right, there's more opportunities. And, you know, that's what also made us good as defenders. Uh, our offense always put us in a position to where we knew guys had to pass in order to win. So we were prepared for that, you know, what we call garbage time. You know, they have to throw the ball. Yeah. You know, for, for me, my garbage time was different of my mentality. Garbage time, was for me, was all knockout shots. You know, I was looking for that the one big pass. I wasn't looking for the interception. Mm-hmm. You know, other guys were. Uh, Eddie Sampson, you know, he was the interception guy. But he still had a hitter's mentality. When I first got there, Jamie Cook had a hitter's mentality. So I think since I since I arrived at BYU, there was also there have been one guy, if that was me, that had that hitter's mentality, you know. And even going down to the linebackers, uh, Shea Muirbrook and Rob Moore, you know, we had that hitter's mentality. It's always it's always good when you can dictate to the offense, right? When you when the defense right. can control the game. I mean, it's right. it, you, you, you're you basically winning. That's what Coach Mendenhall has, has done. And something that I, I, I love what you said, Tim, is, is just the cohesiveness cohesiveness of right. your group. <laughs> and and that's, that's exactly what I had in, in 2010 with guys like Brandon Bradley and, and, and Corby Eason and Andrew Rich. I mean, even to this day, we right. still go out and, and we have fun and, and, and we, 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 we talked uh, amongst each other. Uh, Something that I, I that, that I liked about that it was just always joking around and 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 allowing us to be closer and coming up, coming up with nicknames and we here with the Seattle Seahawks the the no fly zone did you guys have a a no fly zone nickname? Our, like I said back then the mentality had nothing to do with interceptions those came with the game ours was we were hitters like ninety six we we had a physical group. And we wanted to genuinely hit people and hurt people. Bring the pain. His squad? Bring the pain. His squad. His squad. It was was the his squad, the house of pain. And we knew then that in order for us as BYU to get the respect that we need, that we had to beat people up. Mm. Tim, for me, as we talk about BYU football and the great years that they've had, certainly 1996 is near the top of the list, maybe right, obviously right under the national championship. You go 14-1. and one. I feel like right. the defense that year is, if, I think it's probably the best secondary, at least, that I have seen. You know, um, it, it's, it's, it's hard being partial that I played, um, but I would have to say yes. Uh, because for one is me. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. No, for two, myself and Omar's contribution, and I'm not even talking Eddie Sampson. Eddie Sampson was a different contribution himself, 
Uh, so was Jason Walker, but myself and Omar. In 96, I had 17 pass breakups. That's just breakups. Wow. Along with four, along with four interceptions. That year, no, three interceptions. That year, Omar had 10 pass breakups, and he led the team with four interceptions. Then there was Eddie Sampson, and, and you know, we was going underneath the shade with his interceptions. So I think, you know, the first couple games when Omar came in, he was tested. You know, uh, the Texas A&M game with uh, Albert Connell, they went at him a lot. Uh, the TCU game, they went at him a lot. But once he started to make plays and, you know, he started to develop that, that name, the blanket, then it was almost like, okay, choose your poison now. You know, because there was for a moment, you know, I kind of got bored in my game over there because, I, you know, I was used to a lot of action, which made me hustle even more to get more action. You know, right. Yep. So you know, we 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 compensated for each other in certain ways. We knew that okay, he he's probably going to bite hard on his play action, so I I don't have any help. Tim Tim, do you do you think that a as a, as a secondary player, safety corner, do you think that you can get away with less talent and just you know having more smarts about the game? You know, uh, being in the playbook and, and studying. Or do you think a a a, a secondary uh, play in the secondary can get away with just talent? You know, not really studying that much. Um, you know, but but the, the speed, nah. the quickness, the athleticism uh, allows them to make up for that. Nah, you know, uh, I've been coaching for the past ten years, and that started with my son being sixth grade or whatnot, uh, high school, junior college, and I've been around a college athlete. And I'm a different person mentally. Like I would not be a hitter today. I, I don't teach hitters anymore because it's, it's null and boy you can't be a hitter so i would say no uh i would take a slower talented uh you know a guy that would listen to me that would study more than i would take the athlete who's mm. willing to get over on his talent any day that is interesting i would go with the talent <laughs> tim you are <laughs> and, see, and see but 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 there's there's other things that come with talent and not uh studying and different things in that nature. You know, those those things come hand in hand. You're going to get those mistakes that, you know, there's two types of mistakes. There's the I, don't, I did no mistake or my bad mistake, right. and there's a mistake that, okay, I jumped it, I knew it was coming, but I missed. Right, right. Tim McTire you know? joining BYU Sports Nation. Tim, you are a man, speaking of talent, that has uh, enjoyed uh, quite a uh, a versatile career. You were obviously a football standout at BYU and went to the NFL. Then you got into some music, and now what's this I hear about comedy? Tell us what you're doing now and uh, what the what the McTire plan is all about. Well, after coaching, you know, last year I resigned from coaching, and I decided that I was going to, you know, do what I've always wanted to do in the entertainment field. Uh, you know, and I started it back in 2005. I started doing some comedy and music. But I stopped to do the coaching in school full time, you know, and I didn't do any of that. Yeah. So last year I resigned, and now I'm back to doing my comedy uh, and some of the things. Uh, the comedy, I've always been funny. Uh, you can ask anybody. Uh, <laughs> I've always been a comedian. And that and that's part of a lot of reasons why we had fun. You know, we were losing the time, but we were getting beat up. You know, we were still joking. And, mm. You know, it was okay, you know. Um, you know, music thing, you know, I started the music. You know, we used to freestyle at BYU and joke around. But when I got um, to Philly and to Cleveland, I got into some music and I started a record label and I experienced some things of that nature. And, it, you know, it brought out more juices for me 
to try. You know, I, I've always been one to, if I think I can do it, I'm going to try. If I can accomplish it, that's fine, no matter what the accomplishment is, because I didn't think I could do it anyway. So, you know, just by doing it is an accomplishment to myself, if nothing else. Tim McTire, it's great to catch up with you, man. Uh, congratulations on all of your success. We appreciate the insight and the uh, memories from the 1996 season. Uh, BYU secondary is in good shape uh, this season, it would seem, to compete with the 96 squad for maybe the best secondary ever. I hope so. That'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. You know, I had a couple guys that go through BYU. General Guilford, um, you know, he was a friend of mine. Okay. He has a funny story. Uh, you know, I used to have a, the biggest crush on his sister. <laughs> you know, so I would always go visit the house, and Gennaro, young Gennaro, was always there, and I would always go over with my BYU highlight tape and my shorts and my shirts on. And, you know, I think I kind of stole his mental, you know, from seeing it so much. And, you know, years later, I didn't even know he went there. And so, like, later, I got in contact with, like, wow, okay. Planet that seed. And Adam Hogan. Adam, Adam, that's my boy. Well, yeah, I coached Adam at Southwest. I want to thank you for helping Gennaro Guilford come to BYU because he's the guy that sealed the victory in 2001 against Utah in that memorable comeback with the interception down the line. So uh, look at Tim McTire giving back to BYU. Well done, Tim. Well done. Paving the way for guys like myself. Thank you. Hey, oh, by the way, 142 days away from the BYU football season opener against Connecticut. Mark it down on your schedule, man, August 29th. Okay, there's another one to mark down, BYU-UNLV. Okay. Yep, I, I can't um, wait for that one. Yeah, my son plays for UNLV. Well, there Ooh. you Okay, okay. Yeah. Are you, are you uh, torn there? I mean, obviously you got to root for I your am. son, but like, yeah, how's am. that? I, I am. I really am. You don't even Oh, And I told him the other day that I was going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That is great stuff. BYU-UNLV. So we'll, we'll mark that down uh, as well. Uh, right. I take it you're going to be at the game? Oh, most definitely. And we will look for you and, uh, and catch up with you then. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, Tim, all, right, all thanks, the best Tim. to you. Thank you. We're talking about pass efficiency defense. And in 96, granted the game has changed so much in the last 20 years because spread offenses, people are, oh man, people are just throwing it all over the place. So, our stat of the day today, well, roll the music, please. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Oh, we yeah, got, we got oh, it. We got nice, it. We got it this nice. Time. nice. Oh, man. Stat of the day is three. For the last three seasons, BYU's pass defense has been in the top 20 in pass efficiency defense. Amazing. Huh? Amazing. Bronco Mendenhall laying his stamp on the program. Amazing. You know, big shout out to Coach Howe. Oh, absolutely. The coach. Nick Hal, Bronco Mendenhall, well done. Top 20 pass efficiency defense for the last three years. Up next, more of your tweets about BYU football, specifically about Taysom Hill and what you want him to take away from participating in the Manning Passing Camp. BYU Sports Nation rolls on on BYU TV and BYU Radio after this. This is BYU Rugby Head Coach David Smith and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, how about Coach Smith, BYU Rugby? Oh, by the way, they've won eight straight Wasatch Cups by beating Utah again. 
Real football right BYU there. BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. What do you want BYU football quarterback Taysom Hill to take away from participating in the Manning passing camp? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Okay, so Brian, let's let's revisit very quickly your opinion on this. What do you want in 15 seconds or less? What do you want Taysom Hill to take away from the Manning passing camp? Pocket presence, pocket awareness, stay in the pocket a little bit longer. Use his feet, look, keep the eyes downfield, make the throw instead of running. Okay. The one thing that I think Peyton Manning does and Eli Manning, the Mannings in general, do better than any other quarterback in the game is progression. Yep. They can progress through their reads so fast. If Taysom can learn how to not just look at option one or option two and start to go deeper, faster at, through those rotations, oh my goodness. It's going to be really it's going to be scary. Ugly. It's going to be really scary how good he can be. Ugly. Ugly. At JNL's 21. The Manning camp put him on the Heisman watch list. <laughs> of course. And he brings up a good point. The spark, the, the igniting spark was the Texas game last year for Taysom Hill. Yep. People were like, huh? Who's this guy? And then the Sporting News names Taysom Hill one of the top 15 college football players in America after last season. So we throw some more into the hype machine. Now the Manning camp. I'm telling you, if he starts fast this year, it's going to be all about Taysom Hill. Connecticut. Texas. Texas, Texas, Texas. again. Texas is where he can put the stamp on. This is where it starts right there. At Caitlin Jenny. He should take away Peyton Manning's autograph for me. <laughs> <laughs> Taysom, if you're listening, Caitlin Jenny, our, one of our producers, wants Peyton Manning's autograph. Okay, fine. At I Do Rock Do I. Hope that Taysom gets some Omaha out of the Peyton camp. There was a discussion on Twitter about what city he would yell if he came back. (laughs) Pocatello! Logan. Logan. He is from Idaho. Logan. Logan, Logan, Logan. I I don't mind that either. I'm sorry. I'm selfish. Up next, a loaded Cougar Whip Around plus your daily rise and shout. And Brian will give us his secondary too deep. Keep it here on BYU Sports Nation. This is John Beck, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan hanging out. For the third time this week, I'm going to ask you, Brian, do you know what time it is? All right, it's time for the whip. Yes! It's time for the Cougar (laughs) Whip Around. (laughs) Women's Volleyball. He can be taught. (laughs) BYU's Jenna Hampson was named to the United States Collegiate National Team. She is one of 36 collegiate volleyball players selected to participate in training this summer in Minneapolis. She's making the team. Baseball. BYU baseball team made doubters, believers, when they shut down Washington State yesterday, 3-0. Kelton Caldwell uh, went 3-4, and Brock Whitney extended his uh, hit streak to 10 games. Kelton Caldwell's out of his mind right now. Softball. It was a combination of three different pitchers, but the result, downright impressive. BYU records a no-hitter and a 9-0 shutout victory. Over crosstown rival Utah Valley University, Tori Almond, McKenna Bull, and Ashley Thompson combined to record the 16th no-hitter in no program hitters. history. Man. No, no. Golf. That's balling right there. The Cougar golf teams wrapped up the Cowboy and Cowgirl Classics yesterday. Uh, the men's team took second in the Cowboy Classic, shooting a two-under. Cole Ogden finished second on the shot of the lead at five-under. The woman finished sixth with... Leah, Gar- Leah Gardner finishing 10th overall. 
nice. Track and field. The BYU men's outdoor track and field team jumps to number 19 in the latest national rankings. The likely addition of football star Jamal Williams to Ed oh, Eyestone's team no. should only help them climb oh, up the no. pole. Oh, no. We need some swag on the track and field team. You know what I'm saying? Tomorrow, Dancing. Jennifer Hampson Swagging. will join us. We just mentioned she was named to the uh, collegiate team. The nas- national team will have a chance to compete on a much grander stage. She'll join us to talk about that, what her future is, and maybe the WNBA, professional volleyball. Six foot seven, Jen Hampson joins the show tomorrow. Options. Six, seven, you can do whatever you Who want. Who gets our rise and shout, Brian? Um, let's, let's say, let's say Tim. Tim McTire gets the rise and shout today. You know, DB led the way. Some great stories too. Son plays for UNLV. We we learned some good things from Tim McTire. Funny. Good interview. Uh, okay. You have 15 seconds lightning round to tell me your starting secondary for BYU this year. So I got Jordan Jordan Johnson at field corner. Field corner. I got, uh, Trent Rommel at boundary corner. Okay. Uh, free safety is Craig Bills. Okay. I have Rob Daniel at uh, strong safety or cap. Uh, <laughs> let me throw this in. Let me throw this a little wrinkle in for you. Uh, I got uh, this based off his health uh, and his recovery time. I have Sam Lee at the nickel. Ooh, man! You know, and you depth, know I was gonna do that, huh? The depth. You know I was gonna do that. This secondary is gonna be ridiculous, and that's a great thing. It I'm just excited. doesn't happen very often. Tim McTire, '96. That was a great year. They had a great secondary. What do you want to see Taysom Hill take away from the Peyton Manning passing camp? That is our Twitter question today. Heisman. (laughs) At Reed Crosby says a pair of Peyton's cleats. That are a few pointers. (laughs) I'm making quick decisions. Either way, I'm happy. And then at Bleed Cougar Blue says, can he receive a blood transfusion? I'm not sure where you're going with that, but... I don't know, I'm lost with that. I scratch. There's a head scratching, scratching my head okay, on that one. Okay. I, I don't know. Can we call? Him, can we call him Superman? Thanks to our guest today and everyone on our crew. Episodes on demand. BYSportsNation.com. Shout out to Omar Morgan. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow.